Hey there. It's been a while. <laughs> Back with episode 31 of the We Are Everywhere podcast. And I'm excited about this episode because um, I consider myself a video creator as well. Um, and this dude, if you follow him on TikTok or Instagram, uh, you already know about his content. It's hilarious and it's all based around this uh, this crazy band that we're all obsessed with for the most part. Um, from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone welcome Shane Nelson. Hello, up, hello. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good, man. And I, every time that I look down, like we were just talking before we were recording, and the, the shirt is just, uh, it's, is it a original or is it one that you like found on like Etsy or eBay or something? Oh man, it was a two thousand dollars shirt get off uh, eBay. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I do. I collect. I collect shitty band shirts. Uh, and so, and 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 the thing is, is a lot of these shitty bands aren't really that bad. They're just like the trend was to make fun of them. Like if you go, if you, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but if you were to go to Google and look up Nickelback's cover of "Sad but True" by Metallica, you'd probably be like, "Wow, this is actually kind of better than Metallica's." And then. <laughs> Uh, I also have a, a Creed shirt that is like my probably uh, my uh, second go to. Oh, um, and I love people either get it or they don't. You know, I'm wearing yeah. a Creed shirt at a fish show. So half the people are either like, let's check out this guy. And then uh, the other half <laughs> right. are like, dude, oh, my God. And, and yeah, my response is typically. So I, uh, I tend to booby track uh, people for jokes. And so they see the shirt, they come up and they're like, oh. Oh, so you are you really a Creed fan or whatever? I'm like, have you ever seen Creed? And then they'll be like, oh, no, why would I go see Creed? I'm like, listen, after my first Creed show, I was out in the parking lot. I was on my back with my arm wide, arms wide open. Shit, I was down to one last breath and I was thinking, man, can he take me higher? Stop it's not it. possible. <laughs> Dude, I love it. And I will say, I will say, I, I've, I've gone on record saying this before with Nickelback. I don't believe that they deserve all of the hate that they get. Right. And I, it was just I a think, meme and they got it. Just the internet took off with it. And it's right. just now. And I think uh, the Creed worst suffers in a similar way, but the personality and ego of Scott Stapp kind of makes it deserved, um, <laughs> which is very unfortunate because Mark Tremonti is a, a really uh, great guitar player. Uh, mm -hmm. Fun fact, Brendan Bayless of Umphreys McGee uses a signature Mark Tremonti PRS, but you wouldn't know that. Really? Scrapes the, uh, you know, doesn't want to be associated <laughs> with the singer of said band. Dude, uh, see, and that's the thing. It's like, if you like, I, and I love Bayless, don't get me wrong, but like, if you're going to be like, yo, I love this guitar or this a piece of whatever it is, you got to just own the, like, own it, man. Don't yeah. scrape it off. Just be like, I like it. It is what it is. I love too that people people are so against these things just for the aesthetic and the the, the meme nature of it. Mm -hmm. But then um, I, I used to like Uber, and uh, so I can tell you how many times so I would just put on uh, my sacrifice or, or uh, you know something like that. And then at first people are like, you know, whatever, this is kind of weird. And then Try eventually not to they're like, like <laughs> you know what, it's not that bad. I went out of my way to get Scott Stapp to acknowledge me on TikTok one time for like a month, and uh, really? he eventually commented back. Um, so that was that was nice. <laughs> he uh, he was uh, roommates with a friend of mine um, in a uh, uh, 
stay away facility, I guess you could say. Oh, when he was okay. Getting better. Sure. Uh, so I've, I've heard plenty of, plenty of stories. Um, seems like he's, uh, getting better though. So that's, that's good for him. Good. But, yeah. Good for him. Good for, good for you, Scott. Yeah. I always like a comeback story. Right. Right. Yeah. I, uh, that's like, uh, man, um, I was just, I, I, underdogs, comeback stories. Like I, I was telling you earlier, since I work in the sports broadcast a lot, mm -hmm. um, I always root for the worst team or the away team. Um, because it's, one, it's a lot easier to, uh, get out of there when you're not having to worry about all the fans surrounding you, you know, yeah. when, if the home team loses, they, they leave pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, but always the underdogs are always, always the best. And I think, uh, I think that also alludes, uh, kind of assimilates itself into the, uh, this kind of scene too. I feel like a lot of people all, we all are of the opinion that this band is at least one of the greatest, you know, whatever of all time. And uh, but the rest of uh, a large portion of the music community um, would not agree with that. Um, and we're all like, oh, you, just haven't, you haven't experienced it, you know, but uh, <laughs> but in that regard, I feel like uh, fish jam bands in general, maybe even the EDM scene, a lot of underdog mm -hmm. in that because uh, you're constantly trying to be like, listen, I'm going to hold the ox for a second. OK, it's not a 30 minute song. That's just that cliche listen. joke that always comes in. <laughs> yeah. Just. For a second, 27 yeah. minutes later. <laughs> and they're like, man, when the lyrics come in. Yeah. It's like, we're already past that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we're already past that. Um, so let's get into uh, getting to know you a little bit. So um, in Atlanta, you mentioned that you work in like sports broadcasting and mm -hmm. like vi videoing like even bands and stuff. So who are you? What do you do? Okay. So I, uh, I have had a camera in my hand since I was like nine, 10 years old. That's awesome. Uh, my friends and I used to, um, you know, we had the, uh, well, I thought I had it here, but I don't. Um, but uh, we just go out and, and make movies during the summer. Like, you know, we'd go and play football at the lake until like six, six o'clock on the weekdays. And then weekends, it was like go mode for, for our movies. And uh, a lot of times we would see, uh, Jurassic Park or Star Wars, and then we're gonna go make that. So we yeah. only had like one or two original movies. They were all, you know, derivatives of of these popular things that happened. But that's how kind of got my start uh, doing video stuff. Uh, and then uh, I went to college. I played football in college, and I wanted to be a um, where at uh, Lagrange College. Uh, it's a small D three school, about thirty minutes uh, east of Auburn. Cool. Um, and uh, I tore my ACL and. Fuck. Uh, but honestly, probably one of the best things that ever happened to me, realistically, it, uh, it, it, it changed my, my path and direction in life. I wanted to be a high school, uh, history teacher and a football coach. And mm -hmm. then, um, so I was on, um, my bye week and my buddy essentially strong armed me into, uh, going to see bass nectar and pretty lights, uh, for a two night oh. show in Alpharetta. I'd never really done anything before that. Um, in the church, every Monday and Wednesday and Sunday up until I was like 17, 18. Uh -huh. um, and so this is my first time. The only con non, the only secular concert that I'd gone to up to this point was Perpetual Groove. I'm from Savannah, Georgia, so they're local there. Uh -huh. And uh, so I had just mind blown, you know, just <laughs> not exist. <laughs> yeah. And I, I remember sitting there the second night. I had like my hands in my hair and uh, 
Pretty Lights has that song finally moving. He says, um, oh, sometimes I get a good feeling, feeling that I've never ever had before. I'm like, this is that feeling. And uh, from that point on, I was like, this is something that needs to be captured. You know, like this this moment in time is is real for everyone that's involved in it. But, you know, you only get so much when you when you think think back on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that weren't there don't get to, to truly experience that. So I kind of like all within one one night, just like made that choice. I was like, I'm going to I'm transferring schools, getting back into film and uh, I'm going to start making making videos and and, and, and entertain people and uh, most importantly, capture events and moments that you can bring back home so that people that didn't get experience them, you know, didn't get to have a little piece of that. And uh, I love that. So from that point on, I started filming bands, um, filmed bands for about 10, 10, 11 years now. And uh, the past three, three years or so, I started doing um, getting into uh, sports broadcasts and uh, doing a lot of freelance work in there. So um, utility work and sometimes camera for um, you know, the big networks doing college football, basketball, whatever. Um, That's awesome. But, uh, I will say, um, sports is fun. Um, I definitely became jaded after playing. Um, it was like more like a job. So now that I'm not a fan, I can actually enjoy it. Cause I'm just like watching good plays happen. Not necessarily rooting for one side. Although I guess right. I am a little biased for Georgia this year. I was like about all, to say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but that's that's the true nature of all Georgia fans, though. Realistically, is that mm-hmm. they're a fan until something goes wrong, and they're like, I don't really pay attention to that. Dude, yeah. it's it's the same exact. So I'm originally from Oklahoma, went to the University of Oklahoma. So I, it's um two seconds. I need to grab something. Okay, it's it's pretty much the same thing. OU fans, man. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Start off every season like. Oh yeah, this is our year. This is our year, and then have one loss, and then everyone's taking all their shit off. Ugh. Sorry, I have I a feeling. I have a feeling this is some OU gear. Yeah. Oh, I don't have it. No, all that build up. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have this really, really cool um, Oklahoma hat. Um, First ever college game I ever watched was Oklahoma versus USC national championship. And so I was like, I'm from Savannah, Georgia, no relation to Oklahoma at all. But I was like, this is my team. And so from the Jason White era on, I I rooted for Oklahoma until I actually went to college. And then I was (laughs) like, "Uh, you know, boomer sooner, no more. But (laughs) I don't really pay attention now. I guess if I'm going to root for anyone, though, it's going to be Georgia or Oklahoma. Okay. Okay. And all, all, all on just a, a first, first viewing. I was like, this is my team. I choose Dude, this. And back in the day like that, I mean, it's, it was more, I was talking to one of my buddies about this the other day. It was like more of like an elite brand, you know, like you wear like right. your sooner gear, like, Oh, you hats. It's like, you're wearing like, you know, Nike or like mm-hmm. Versace or whatever. You're like, yo, this is my shit. Right. And now it feels more I don't know if it's because we're like older now, but it it doesn't feel like that. Like I still have like all of my like OU shirts and stuff like that and I'll wear them on game days, but college uh college fandom has always been a little strange to me for the older <laughs> people that are really into it cuz it's like you're a 55-year-old man wearing the jersey of an 18-year-old and you're getting really really upset yes. that they're not playing well and then 
you're someone's like, oh, so like what year did you graduate from this school? And they're like, oh, no, I just grew up <laughs> three hours away, but it's the same state I live in. Yeah. Like that's, it doesn't that's make pretty much it. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make the same sense to me that that uh, NFL does, because I guess like, you know, you, you, you're kind of like even the my, my smallest part, but you still have kind of a say, I guess, because it's like your city. Right. Um, right. But uh, I don't know. I really, really enjoy um, seeing the atmosphere of college athletics brought out from the students, you mm -hmm. know, that are actually there. I'm like, oh, man, this is amazing. You guys are doing really, really awesome things that you're involved because you're you know, a part of the school. Right. And then I look over and I see that guy, you know, and he's <laughs> drunk and angry and cussing out his wife. And I'm like, man, like <laughs> chill out. Yeah. You didn't even go here. <laughs> it's like, what's that movie? He doesn't even go here. Oh, uh, mean girls. Mean girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah top 10 movie all time. Quote it. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't even go here. Oh man. But that is, it's like you were saying, like with Georgia fans, it's the same thing with, with OU fans. It's like season starts and we're, we're always like projected, like yeah. top five, no matter what happened the previous season, like we come in strong, like, Oh yeah, no, we're going to win it again this year. We're going to win it. First loss. Everyone's like, fuck, we suck this year. Not yeah, even fire stoops <laughs> or whoever it is now. <laughs> Venables. Yeah. Dude. Stoops was the man though. Yeah. Him and like um, all eight of his brothers or whatever. <laughs> It's like yeah. the whole Big Twelve was all stoops. Yeah, and then, and then Mark Mangino. Dude, I can't remember. So, uh, what is Stoops's brother's name? I think Cute. it's Mark. Mark, Mike, Mike, or Mark, something Mark, like that. It's an M. Yeah, it, it's an M name. But I worked at this is when I was still in college. I worked at a liquor store, and he came in. I was like getting some bottles of wine and stuff, and I was like, man, just to be a dick, like I'm gonna ID him. <laughs> Dan, he looked at me like, you oh, bitch, <laughs> man. Uh, I was going to tell this story later, but I feel like it it's kind of relevant now. But uh, speaking of IDs, mm -hmm. um, so I'm from Savannah, Georgia, where there, there is a um, university called SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design. And uh, fun fact, uh, Bella Anastasio uh, went to SCAD. So okay. I, I work downtown um, and I just kind of had this, you know, you know, scenario, maybe I run into her one day, I knock her books over, you know, pick them up. We date for six months and I'm like, wait, your dad's in a band? <laughs> what kind of music's that? But, uh, you know, it's always just make, make jokes like that. Um, yeah. But uh, then one day I went out of my way to uh, ask off a morning shift. I traded a morning for a night shift and uh, like I put in effort. I come in for that night shift that night and my buddies, uh, one of my best friends was the manager at the time. He goes, dude. This guy came in today. I couldn't figure out where I knew him from. And uh, I just, he got a, he got a, um, it was his frozen daiquiri place. So mm -hmm. he came, comes in, he looks at everything and he's like, I'm not going to get any of this, but uh, do you guys have any non-alcoholic stuff? And he's like, sure. And uh, so then he gives him his uh, debit card, Trey Anastasio. So a shift that I should have been working that I went out of my way to ask off of, he comes in. To get a, a frozen grape daiquiri, uh, not virgin, of course. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just like staring at my, like thinking he's joking, and he's like, no. And then he shows me the uh, the camera in the in the um, office. Man, it's just uh, yeah, really dude. What are, what are those things to where you're like, is this a joke? Am I on punked right now? Yeah. Like, where's he at? Like, he's here to see me. <laughs> yeah, Damn I want. It. I wish. Uh, 
you know, I, it seems like um, any of the celebrities or, you know, what have you that come to Savannah really, really enjoy it. Um, I just saw Adam Sandler down there recently. He filmed a movie there a couple of years ago. And uh, so he just over the moon and, you know, he could just be pandering. But uh, yeah. but it does seem like a, a solid getaway because a lot of the Savannah locals are very standoffish. You know, just kind of like the conversations are more like, hey, how are you? Instead of like, oh, my God, your music means this much to me. You yeah. know, can I get a pick? Yeah. Right. And uh, so um, even though Bella does not uh, live there anymore, I do kind of hope that they will come down and we're building. a. Um, we have an amphitheater now. Um, well, it's an indoor venue um, arena, uh, but I'm hoping that savannah will get some love um i'm not sure if you're up in the umphreys um thing but uh ish ish they, yeah. uh, since 2013 as of this year uh because of the hurricane that came through um they canceled three shows one of which was savannah mm -hmm. so savannah they've never played there but now has been scheduled and canceled or rescheduled five times since 2013 holy shit so now it's April 2023. Any anybody out there that's Humphreys fans, this is going to be a really, really good show. Um, we've we've already discussed it and uh they said that they're going to go out of their way to uh you know make it worth it. So because that's what that's like at that point, what 10 years in the making right. of like <laughs> yeah, they're gonna bring the house down. <laughs> so uh, my hopes is that we do burn it to the ground, and yeah. uh, and then also right after that, for some reason, they announced that uh, they're gonna uh, reschedule the Piedmont Park fish shows too. Okay, yeah, that, well, that's another one that got away that I really, really wish I I could have uh, seen. Dude, and it's one of those things like it's hard to not think like. Well, I I think this anyway. It's like. Damn, it's like bad luck. It's like every time that like they're going to like do something like this year, for example, um, two out of the how many shows did I hit Four, five. Uh, so two out of the five shows that I hit this summer were either rained out or rain delayed. Mm. like I saw him at uh, Clarkston in Michigan and we only got one set. It was just like oh. pouring. And then at Dick's I, night two, I think night two or three. Got the rain out, like I was. Yeah, like, Damn, I saw dude. you. You ran out onto the uh, end of the pit area, right, with your yeah. boots on. You saw that? You, yeah, I think everyone saw me do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I tried to shave my head and like. Right. Yeah, you myself. go incognito now. <laughs> yeah. What I, I have to wonder what goes through people's minds. You know, like, you know, I've I've never been sober my entire life, uh, but you know, I've as much as I've experimented or drank or done this and that, like, I never have the desire to just get naked in front of a large group of people and this has happened yeah. a lot so i kind of i don't know what what triggers that where it's like yeah. okay it's a specific, pants need to come off yeah it's a specific strain or a specific i don't know dose yeah. the, where they're just like yeah i'm just because there is kind of like not a lawless sense but there is kind of a sense like the moment you set foot on lot mm. it kind of feels like okay, this is our own world. This is our own government. Like right. our rules apply here. I, I, I often have it. described it as being part of, and I think a lot of other people too uh, will say that you, it's like you're part of the inside joke. You yeah. know? So as soon as you do step on that lot, I, I agree. Like it is that like, this is a different, a whole other plane of existence outside of reality, you know? But for a lot yeah. of people that is their reality. So yeah. Um, it's the reality 24 seven. They right. Just... <laughs> and I, yeah. 
I, uh, I, man, I've seen so many strange things happen in, in the show, in the crowd, you know, I'm a people watcher. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm always, always checking my pockets too. I guess that's one of my dance moves, you know? Oh, wait. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wallet you know, in the front pocket at fish shows for sure. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but I'll, uh, especially during the spacey jams, I'll get into a point where like, I'll just be looking around and I pick out my favorite people. We play a game, um, me and my friends, uh, where you pick out people and you say what celebrity they look like. And if they agree, then you get a point. And then uh. if you do combos, you're like, oh, that looks like the baby of David Spade and Patricia Arquette. And then they're like, oh, yeah. And that's that's two points. OK, so you typically will have like a little little prize or whatever at the end, <laughs> which we all forget about because we forgot we even played the game. But yeah. that is we're all winners. Game, yeah, we're all winners at heart. Yeah. So let's get into uh, let's get into you and your story. Um, how old are you? I am 31. 31. Okay, I'm 32. So nice. same, same, same. Yeah, I just turned 31 uh, November 14th. Same birthday as Jeff Holdsworth. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. They, it speak, I mean, not to derail too much, but like, can you imagine? Like, Oh, I, th I think about it a lot. I just watched Between Me and My Mind uh, last night, and uh, oh, I think he he like offhandedly makes a remark like, "Yeah, we had this other guy just basically quit because he's like, what what the hell is this? God, standard." <laughs> and I think he wakes up every day and is like, "Fuck." Yeah. <laughs> he has. Well, to. I think he, I I have heard, and uh, don't quote me on this because it it, it could just be that grapevine somebody you know said sure. something one day and it gets passed around but i have heard that jeff has since become a, a reborn christian so i don't know if he'd say fuck he might go frick shoot but, <laughs> i i think i remember hearing sure. that too yeah but i mean man just looking at what could have been either way okay so but yes i'm 30 i'm 31 31 so we kind of grew up in the same definitely 100 percent grew up in the same era when and where did you first discover fish Okay, so um, I feel like the there's always the cliche, uh, oh, older brother, you know, my friend's older brother kind of thing. I've heard um, that a lot. But I think I think another thing that people uh, don't give as much credit to is uh, the one friend in your friends group, like the ox guy. He's like <laughs> always trying to, yeah, Kid Cudi's cool, but uh, you know, have you heard this tweezer? Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, so I I had a friend like that named Chris. Okay. And uh, Chris um, was got really into fish and uh, was adamant with me. He was like, you will really enjoy this. I've known you forever. I've known him since I was, you know, pretty much in diapers. And so he was always like trying so hard. You you will love this band. And uh, like I said, like my first step into live music was uh, essentially the EDM scene. Mm -hmm. So I followed, unfortunately, uh, Bass Nectar around for two or three years. Uh -huh. um, yeah. At, th at that time, the scene was a lot different, too. Um, sure. I feel like now um, EDM, uh, as far as like the dubstep kind of stuff goes, is like mm -hmm. catered towards the 19 year old of the current year. Mm -hmm. I have gotten a lot more into uh, house music, but it's a lot, a lot easier to just kind of bob. House but, is different uh, though, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so I, that was that was my whole vibe. I was like, you know, I uh, jam bands just not it doesn't like tickle my fancy. Uh, I don't know. And then so, um, but he he kept trying, and uh, he gave me a copy of. Um, Hampton, Winston Salem, '97, um, and he gave me the CD. I guess it's the first set set of Winston Salem. It starts out with my soul, so I started playing that all the time, and that was kind of like, you know, foot in the door. But I wasn't. Mm -hmm. It's it, it is a very hard thing to commit to, and I feel like 
unless you experience it live, you're never going to get it. And so prior to that, you have to commit, commit to trying to enjoy fish for a lot of people, not necessarily everyone, but you know, if it's not your thing, um, it's going to be harder to click. Right. And, uh, so he just kept trying, he kept trying. And then, uh, eventually I went to, um, uh, Alpharetta 2014. Um, they are playing, I'm not sure the date, uh, but, uh, he, he convinced me to go and he's like, you know, I won't say anything again. Like, this is my last thing just, but you know, I, I love you. I, I, you trust me. And I said, yeah. And he goes, then come with me. And I, I, so I did that. And, uh, opener was my soul. First fish song I ever heard. Um, well, actually, no, I take that back. Uh, first fish song I ever heard was, uh, Wilson, but it was from a, a local cover band that oh. I, I thought it was their original song. So, oh. okay. <laughs> uh, that <was> cool. <laughs> but, uh, but my soul happens and, uh, and I feel like a lot of people, and I didn't even know it at the time, but having called the opener, I feel like when you make that move, especially if your friends are aware of it, there is an overwhelming feeling uh, of, of superiority for at least that first song. <laughs> You know, I'm you're like, shit. I'm pretty much in the band. Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, so my soul comes on and I texted him and, uh, you know, we because he he had pit tickets and I was in the lawn. And uh, then, um, man, I, I, I still I still wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I uh, I was I was more open to it, I guess, at this point. But I still my my love was in. in, 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 in you needed you know, the womp. Yeah. And uh so then um, I graduate college, um, 2014, and um, I just finished reading Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test, um, mm-hmm. and I had I was very inspired and wanted to, um, I graduated with a degree in film, and I wanted to make a movie. So I was like, hey, let's go get this bus like further, and we'll all travel around and have a great time. And my friends were like, I'm going to med school, <laughs> or like, I have kids. And uh, I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. So then uh, I decided to walk. So I walked from Tybee Island, Georgia to San Francisco, California. No way. And um, it was a step-by-step process, but that's all. <laughs> yep. uh, so uh, within that, okay. um, I went to uh, Fare Thee Well. So this would have been my second tray experience, essentially. Right. Which uh, still at that point, I got I had gotten into Umphreys by, by then, but was still like fish wasn't clicking. So, and, and even the dead, like I enjoyed it, but like it was just too spacey. And like, I didn't, I didn't, couldn't grasp the gravity of, of but it. And that, then I got to fairly well. And I was like, Oh my God. That makes and, sense uh, though, that you would be like going from like the EDM scene to your right. first band being Umphreys. There's right. elements so, of that. So that makes sense. I think, I think though, the, the pivot point though, uh, was sound tribe. Um, oh. And that electric jamtronica kind of thing, yeah. so Sound Tribe and Papadozio. and then uh, the first time I ever saw Umphreys, I I did turn to my turn to my buddy, and I was like, whatever we're, we were doing, like we're we're doing this now. Yeah, fucking blown away. They're they're the band I've seen the most. Um, and uh, but but then, uh, so I got to, got to fairly well for the uh, Grateful Dead 50th thing, and um, was just blown away with like the scene and the community. It was something that I felt like uh, I really gained at the beginning of my uh exposure to the edm scene uh that kind of went away uh as it progressed as it got more popular i feel like there's a lot of people that just came in for you know the drugs or the the hangout rather than the music and the right. community and uh so i that was that was leaving and then uh 
then you see this band that's it's their 50th anniversary and uh this scene is is still vibrant and like you know i'm sure it's not what it was but like it's something that i'd never experienced before and to that degree mm -hmm. so then i was like pumped up i'm like okay trey he's great i gotta i gotta go i gotta figure this out and uh and see him again and so then i got to denver um three days before dicks and um my second ever fish show was the thank you encore um i barely got in uh right before the show started i found a ticket uh joey wall um she's a big personality on facebook uh, as far as the fish fans go and uh so shout out to her she really went above and beyond to help me find a ticket uh because i like posted my stuff in fish tour group and uh to uh -huh. so get in and uh was just blown away. I really, really enjoyed it. But then the thank you encore happens. And like th th there, there's something to be said about uh, extended encores or true encores, right? Cause every band, they do the whole rigmarole. They, they go, okay, we're going to leave. And then they come back on five minutes later. It's planned, you know? Yeah. And then sure. Fish did plan to do this extended encore, but no one's expecting what like nine songs or whatever it was mm -hmm. like yeah so that was just like oh my god and uh like just lit a fire and uh so from that point on um i uh you know just got really really more involved in um my love for fish i guess so so there was always that slow steady rise but i don't think i fully committed until the harpua started yeah. and that in that moment um i i just thought to myself okay i get it you know it clicks. yeah that's the moment that was Dude. the finally moving moment for me for fish yeah so this is that feeling that i have felt once before but here we are again <laughs> and that's uh i'll never forget that show because that was the one and only time that they've played on my birthday so oh, that, really yeah september 6th that was so that show yeah that's that's my dad's birthday and uh speaking no of birthday shows um November 14th, 91, the year I was born, um, they uh, played a show and they played a version of um, Run Like an Antelope um, that was modified to be about um, grocery shopping. So it's Roll okay. Like a Cantaloupe. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I, I like to think that that whole, you know, I, I, I always make these connections and stuff. And I know they're it's just coincidence, but I, I feel like that whole vibe of like, being the like the goofy flip of of whatever like i is integrated since uh day one you know yeah if that makes sense <laughs> so let's say are you like super into cantaloupe or something no <laughs> no just just into being the joke oh so, right like, right everyone's expecting uh you know this to be how this punchline is gonna go the misdirection i guess because <laughs> yeah. people see this is like this you know they see yeah. that and they're like oh check out this chad and they're yeah, like look, well align your chad crows <laughs> So Dude, you've got so many like little quips or like you're, you're well, I, I walked for seven months, so I had a lot of time to think. Yeah. You know? So you kind of glossed over that and I didn't want to derail the story, but like, so you straight up Forrest Gumped it like across. Well, that was filmed in Savannah too. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so what, like, I know you wanted to like get the bus with, with your friends and stuff, but like what made you just turn on your Mike Posner and like so, go? Well, um, Man, uh, it's 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 funny you bring up Mike Posner because because uh, he did that too. I right? wish he did it after after I did, and uh, oh, you did it first. Mm -hmm. Well, so Ooh. twenty to thirty people do it like every year, 
Okay. Um, I've met, I think, uh, 10 crossers at this point. Um, 10 crossers. Yeah. So Is that what they're uh, called. Yeah. And, crossers, uh, okay. and they're all, you know, everyone has their story or their reason, you know, and it's all typically a really beautiful thing. Um, and I feel like I'm, I'm sort of an anomaly in that. Um, because <laughs> like, you know, like there's, um, this girl, Jessica Watkins, and she did it, um, to kind of like, you know, prove that, like, uh, that strength in, in, in women. And, and, and she's a comedian too. So she was like going like across country doing comedy stops. And then, um, you know, there's other people, they do it for the veterans or uh, there's a guy named uh, Mike Nab. He rollerbladed a few years after me. He did it for uh, no child hungry, I think. And he's a huge fish fan too. Um, I'll, okay. I'll definitely link you in with him. Um, okay. but, uh, yeah. So all these people have, you know, their reasons. And, um, I did it. Uh, I tell people, Oh, you know, I was just trying to lose a little weight. And, uh, but really I, I, the whole theme of the travels in electrical acid test, uh, they had, they had two, um, kind of mantras. Everyone's the star of their own movie and you're either on the bus or you're off the bus. So, um, that was my whole kind of thought process is I'll go out, I'll do this trip and a movie will kind of surround it. It'll, it'll film itself essentially, you know, the movie will create itself. And so, wait, so real um, quick, are we talking like, uh, like a really filmed movie or like kind of like a movie, like in your mind, like you're living. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I film, I filmed everything. Okay, cool. Um, cool. And, uh, uh, being, uh, doing that by yourself, um, independently and, uh, with, uh, you know, lack of a lot of funding or a follow, uh, is, uh, I had I had a better picture in my head of of how it turned out to begin with, and then you start seeing uh, because everyone you show the video to everyone and they're like, oh my god, it's amazing! You you're you're so I can't believe you did that. And uh, don't ask your your good friends for their opinions on something that truly matters, unless you have that conversation. Like I need criticism, you yeah. know. So I uh, I finished the movie. Um, my whole theme, I guess, was um. I asked everyone five questions. Uh, what's your definition of happiness? Uh, what's your What's the importance of art and music? Um, what's the biggest solvable problem we're facing as a society? Do we communicate well as a society? And then do you believe in a higher power? So any person I met and interviewed, I would ask them those questions. Um, and uh, after finishing the trip and and the I really really rushed to edit the the film and and get it ready for Sundance because we you know we're shooing. And uh, everyone thought it was so good and so amazing. And then finally, I did a stream on, uh, after getting denied by every film festival under the sun, I did a live stream on the Facebook. And there was a guy I met, I just kind of knew, and he ripped me to shreds. And uh, um, everyone was like defending me in the comments. And I was like, no, like, this is what I needed from the start. I needed that hard criticism. Right. So I will never, ever fault uh, Sean, it was his name, for doing that because that's that's what I needed. And uh, so we've done a companion piece since then. That's that's a lot better. I think it tells more of my story because mm -hmm. the original concept, I just wanted, I didn't want to be the one that says definitively, okay, here's all these questions and this is the answer. I mm -hmm. wanted people to see other people's answers and then decide for themselves. Right. So I don't think that really vibed with a lot of people um, on the viewing because they kind of had this idea that it was going to be like into the wild or more about me when I was just trying to like, you know, do a social commentary on, uh, you know, where we were, this was 2015. So it was, um, uh, all leading up to, uh, I was, uh, May, 2015 to November. Okay. 
Wow. And so on this on this journey, like you don't have because I've seen now that I've I'm hearing you talk about this. I've met one other guy that's done that, and he had like a crew with him. He didn't make a mm. movie or anything, but he would like would walk however many miles a day, and then they would stop and like you know he would yeah. get in the car and go to a hotel or something, then come back to the normal spot. So if it's you, just you solo, like are, so I actually walked by myself. Um, like I said, I went to Chicago first, so it was kind of, kind of more North than West. Right. Uh, but, um, walk, so I started kind of true West from Chicago, I got to Omaha and, uh, I was confused. Um, I'd met a guy, uh, a week before and he confused me or his mom confused another guy for me. She, and so he texts me and he's like, Hey, my mom met you today. And I'm like. Oh, she must work at the hospital. I had like a really bad pink eye at the time. I like an oh, immediate God. care. And uh, so uh, he's like, no, she she works here. And then um, like, send me a picture. So sends me a picture of this guy named Jared Richbaum, who was also walking across the country to uh, raise um, registered bone marrow donors. And oh, wow. uh, so then I reached out to him and we met up, met up the next day and he and I walked together for about two or three months. Uh, but he was also solo. And so we we did the whole solo thing until we met. And then we walked together, parted ways in Nevada and um, and then continued on solo. Um, wow. But a lot of people, I, I think I would have benefited a lot uh, greatly from having a support team, but more so from the filming side of it. I think uh, I, I, I love Jared. Um, he's, you know, my brother at this point. Right. But uh when you're doing something uh, with a goal in mind um, that is personal to you um, and his was very personal to him as well. So it never, it was never negative combat, you know, combating against each other. But at the same time, you know, when I, if we were to get interviewed um, by the news, you know, it's like, Oh my God, this is great what you're doing, Jared. Like you're raising awareness for all these people and helping people. And Shane, how'd you meet Jared? And so, because my story is not as, you know, deep, it it doesn't have that much depth. And uh, so it really kind of takes away from your own personal journey and you you become a part of someone else's story. And um, I I really thoroughly enjoyed being a part of Jared's story for a while, Mm -hmm. but I think truly for the result um, in a personal matter, I guess uh, it, it, it is better to just kind of have that alone yeah. like yeah. i'm 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 figuring myself out rather than uh you know being a part of um your story yeah yeah, yeah. It, it can get a, a little messy i, I mm-hmm. would assume not and maybe not messy is the right word but just kind of like ah uh, this isn't this isn't right. what i started out <laughs> yeah trying to do and, and and like i i we we both helped each other tremendously uh sure with, yeah with, yeah with whatever but at some point it's just like okay we've worked enough and now we have to have our own finale yeah and it was pretty um, so, mutual at that right. point yeah um so i d- i think it would have been nice to have a support team but but i truly i think i enjoyed the alone time i miss i miss getting uh back out there and and traveling like that you know now that i'm more I- ingrained in um the atlanta scene uh, i guess for what we're trying to build um video wise um it's harder to just get up and go but i uh, every other day i'm like oh man i just I could leave right now. <laughs> put, put my walking shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, were you on this trip? Are you like camping or are you like staying? In I, so I tried or 
Um, there, there's multiple avenues to how, with how I would, re, um, find a place to stay. Um, I use couch surfers, um, which is a great app for, um, you know, traveling a lot of people, like-minded people that, uh, that just travel the world or countries or whatever, they'll open up their, their home to have these other people. And then, you know, they're reviewed and everything. So, you know, you're not just right. like going to someone crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so couch surfers was great. Um, I had, uh, I had funded some of it on Kickstarter, so I would get some hotels here and there. Um, but then I would meet a lot of really, really kind people, people uh, like everyone was so afraid for me and no one cared about me getting hit by a car. They were worried about what other people would do to me, you know? And, and I never had that fear. And, um, and people are, you know, we get, we get a, a bad uh, idea of, of things with how the news and media kind of, you're not going to get as many clicks on the cat saved out of the tree video, right? It's all the doom and gloom. Right. Um, but I never experienced anything like that. And people went out of their way to say, Hey, I know someone in this town that's this far away. And when you get there, call this number and then you'll have a hot shower and a place to stay. And this happened everywhere. I stayed everywhere from, um, a beauty salon to an ice cream tar- parlor. Um, you know, I'd, sometimes I'd even use Tinder and, and that was even weirder because I'm not, I'm actively having to be like, I had this copy and paste uh, message be like, Hey, you know, not using this app for its typical use. Um, right. this is my thing. Here's my credentials. Here's my website. Check me out. If you think this is fine. Cool. Not, not looking to really, yeah. you know, have any interaction. I just want a place to sleep. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't recommend that uh, <laughs> unless you have the the sources to back up what your journey is. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, there's a uh, there's a lot of different ways to meet and connect with people. And I think the best is in person, just talking to people. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I set these traps. So I force people to start the conversation with me, even if they right. don't want to. Right. Yeah. That's wicked, man. Like, And you said you, it was from what? M- March or May to November? May to November. So it was seven wow. months to get there and it was seven hours back with layover. Damn. Probably should have just flown. <laughs> <laughs> That's wicked though. I mean, how many, I mean, I, you mentioned briefly, like there's however many people that do it a year, but like, mm. that's still like pretty rare and pretty right. fucking cool. Like how many people can say that they've done that? So mm. hats off to you, man. Yeah, that's appreciate fucking it. cool. Um, oh, and so you you filmed it, and I know you said like you're trying to get in Sundance and everything. Is it is it out where people can um, view so it? So I I uh, I have an entire box of DVDs, um, probably like two hundred something that uh, you know I'll probably just give away at some point. I, I will say um, people tell me this is a bad perspective to have, but um, I I don't fully agree with that. I I I am not proud of the first film well then yeah don't put it out if you're not and not not in a way to where i feel like like it was all a huge learning experience right right so um with the first film um you know i i don't think it does justice uh so i would i prefer to like have showings for that or like hey you know you you kind of understand what i was going for here so you know and and the sound mixing is awful um you know we've grown a lot since then but the companion piece I thought was, was really well done. My, my friend Blake did it and um, he hasn't put that out anywhere um, yet, but uh, I do think um, kind of the plan was, um, you know, as you mentioned uh, earlier, I do have a, um, a decent following on some, some socials. Um, 
So kind of want to transition that to YouTube and, you know, maybe if, uh, I don't really like going back a lot. I do end up, uh, conversationally talking about a lot of things that I've done or accomplishments, but I don't really mm -hmm. like dwelling on the content. Um, but at some point I would like to put out the, um, the second version somewhere. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I think the thoughts, um, the thought process of behind uh, the questions. Um, I think it holds a lot of value that a lot of people could use, but also too, I, I mentioned, um, or uh, what I did interviews, I only interviewed people that approached me. Um, so it is very, um, the demographic isn't as diverse as I would like it to be as far as who I interviewed. Sure. Um, so I, that too, I would, I, you know, I, I, I would hate to present a, um, a piece of content that seems like the definitive answer, but it all comes from like Gen X white old people, you know, like, um, yeah. cause yeah. it would always be like, you know, the 40 somethings couples or something see me on the side of the road. And, Cause I'd, I'd push a stroller. So they'd be like, you got a baby in there. And I'm like, uh -huh. uh, yeah, I got twins, man. They're, they're, they're eating everything. <laughs> um, but I, yeah. I get stopped by the police all the time, you know, people calling concern and stuff and everyone uh -huh. always ended up being super nice. But, um, yeah, it's just yeah, not yeah. represented of how you the initial thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I get that. Yeah, if you if you're not comfortable with putting it out, I would say don't. Then because it's like this. I guess the closest I can get to that is like I work in radio, and you know I started like my first on air shift was at this point probably like seven years ago, and you know we had like these demo tapes. You know it's like to hey here's my best work or whatever, and you couldn't pay me to put out my first demo tape at this point or like even <laughs> share it with people yeah. because it's so bad <laughs> well we uh i recently my friend's band sorry my dog's crying oh um, who we got here this is mikey mikey she's deaf um so she oh, loves fish because no. she didn't have to listen to him <laughs> but uh actually um so she's got oh, a little onesie from a uh, funkier face Dude, uh, that's I a little that. baby onesie, but it fits her perfectly. Um, Dude, and those dogs, uh, what's the what's the breed? So she's a, a Chihuahua mixed with a Sheltie. Sheltie. So I think that she, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but don't they have problems with like being born deaf? Um, I'm not sure, uh, but I, I do know that uh, with a lot of um, you know mixed breeds, uh, they do um, end up that way. And if you you can see, she's got a. Blue eyes, uh, oh which is going to really. Uh, this is a great part for the podcast version of this. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a lot of blue-eyed uh, dogs um, do end up with some sort of defect, and a lot of times it is deafness. Yeah. Um, so she's completely so, deaf. So, uh, so side story: when I, her name's Mikey, uh, because uh, the lady that as a friend of a friend of a friend tried to rehome this dog on Facebook, mm -hmm. and uh, so her name was um, her last name was Hauser. And all my friends were like, you can't name your dog a fish name. I'm like, okay. Well, so I went with Mikey Hauser. Uh -huh. And uh, and Mikey is still kind of like a Mike reference, maybe, yeah. if you stretch it. <laughs> but uh, so long story short, short, turns out this lady was trying to get, uh, it was her neighbor's dog. And she was trying to get her daughter to steal it out of the kennel and give it to me for free. Holy so shit. I just go over there and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I just want this dog. And I was like, I'll pay you. And uh, so we discussed prices and everything and uh they're a hispanic couple so she's translating everything to her husband he can't speak english uh, and uh then i said oh before i forget does she respond to commands better in english or spanish and she looked at her husband looked back at me and goes 
she does about the same with both. And I wouldn't find out she was deaf for about uh, another week. But she didn't lie. That's salesmanship, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So do you have like, like hand commands? Like I do. Yes. Like Um, my mom was, uh, was deaf as well. Um, No way. Growing up. So she had, she had a cochlear implant. So she went deaf. So I knew a little bit of sign language. Um, I don't know um, much now because she got a cochlear implant. So we didn't have to use it as we got older. Right. Um, the sign language, I mean, um, cause she, she could just, you know, hear with her hearing aid. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, we have hand signals. They're not real signs, uh, as far as ASL is concerned. Right. Uh, but I thought that was, you know, in a weird way, uh, I had some hippie crystal girl uh, tell me like, you know, this is a part because my mom passed away. Uh, oh, and she nice. said something like, this is how you deal with your trauma and blah, blah, blah. You got your deaf dog. And I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I don't know if I would go that far as, uh, you know, the whole universal, uh, it just, it was too hippy dippy for how yeah. she articulated it. But it's, right. uh, in the same vein, I do feel like it's really, really cool to like, kind of have that whole like backstory and connection. Yeah. yeah. That is cool. Um, super weird segue, but should we get back to fish? It's like <laughs> yeah. talking about your <laughs> yeah sorry i uh <laughs> like my 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 mom passed away and she was deaf and i have this deaf dog and i'm like yeah. so what was your favorite year of fish <laughs> yeah and uh and 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 realistically that's exactly how that conversation would go on lot too so not to to uh oh man favorite year of fish though yeah huh because um, we, we already covered like how you got into fish right. we covered your first show um um man so whenever you're going back and listening, like, I know this is one of those hard questions because for me anyway, like it depends on like my mood, like, you know, if I'm right. like wanting some, like if I'm so, in the morning, I get a cup of coffee, I'm throwing on some 94, like let's wake up. So like, what I is really, that year that you keep going back to? I really like eighties fish. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I, I've always said, um, I think, I think it's, it's, it's pretty at this point, 95 to 97 maybe even 98 that's like the cliche answer to everyone's like oh this is the prime you know but i feel like there are different segments of prime within fish you know you have the different eras and everything and different sounds coming out of them but i you know if i'm feeling it uh uh i'm gonna just go on to youtube and type in a, a cal funk compilation you know i think like i know that. exactly which one you're talking about right. too i could <laughs> And, I can uh, see the like the cover of it. it, it it's funny too because I don't really listen to as much music as I I, I used to. Um, mm-hmm. I just because I, I I ingest so much content and I'm always working on editing and stuff, so it's it's a lot harder for me to like really just go out of my way to listen to music. So right <laughs> recently, a lot more of my music catalog has been like the TikTok kind of songs and stuff, and I'll I'll get into a mode where I just play. I hear a song and I'm like, okay, this is my song for the day, and I just like play it over and over again. Um, and, uh, so I feel like if I, if I am in the zone of listening to like a full show of fish, it's probably going to be that like later nineties stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also during the walk, I got, uh, really into oyster head. Oh, and, um, yeah, so dude. I would, uh, I would start every day, um, with a playlist and, um, uh, same playlist to start with all in time with Unfreeze, And the second song was wield the spade oyster head. And then the rest of the album. And, um, so I, I, I really, really like Oysterhead and probably, uh, 
the end of the near near end of prime of uh 1.0 but i also yeah. think that um that a lot of these later years in uh 3.0 and i guess now just 4.0 however you want to call it post covid um right i i feel like they are hitting a, a, a another level um not necessarily in the same vein of what it was in the 90s not at all yeah right but as far as like where they are they're playing at a, at, a, at a high intensity, high level and playing some of the best shows, at least in the 3.0 and 4.0 era. And these, you know, from uh, I think 2018, um, I could be wrong, but I, I, there was uh, we get we get really uh, spoiled in the South. And uh, typically we get like three or four show runs at, um, or two or three show runs at uh, an Alpharetta. And uh, I think it was 17 or 18 um, or maybe 19. Um but Mike Gordon had his uh, jams of the of the tour and um, it was a top 10 and like six of them were from the Alpharetta run. So I, I maybe I'm a little biased just because we get a lot of a, a lot of good music uh, down here yeah. since I've been seeing them. Um, uh -huh. But but yeah, I would say latter portion of of 3.0 and 1.0 is probably my, my favorite eras. Yeah, that's a that's a good go to. Mm -hmm. And this is a harder question. Um favorite jam okay jam i got i got my notes here okay of all time like desert so, island you can only take one with you what we don't we don't have to uh tangent off of this one but i also kayaked the mississippi river from start to finish a few years after the walk and so that what? had a playlist that uh i would start every day with and the first song on that playlist every single time uh was the cavern from the island tour 98 and i you'd be hard pressed to, I mean, and I know it's not as, you know, peak jam kind of thing, but as far as that, like funk sound, I think it's, that's what I'm digging. And, uh, you know, uh, probably my second go-to is the nutter tube, which now I don't think I've ever said that out loud. Now that's, that's a funny, uh, phrasing. The nutter tube is uh, the best tube. Um, but tube, it, maybe. someone on the, that's going to listen to this podcast, that's going to be like, you know they do that shit on purpose man they're like fish is like 10 steps ahead of us man like their inside jokes are like inside the jokes that you think you're joking you know right and like sure guy mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah those those are the two i go back to the most uh cavern island tour another tube solid solid and it's really irritating too on amazon or apple music they they split the another tube and there's the tube and then the tube jam so Dude. a lot of times if I'm on shuffle, it'll in the tube, but not the jam. And that's the best part. But dude, and that's what I've had this conversation with multiple people, like trying to figure out why they do that. Mm -hmm. Like, and one of the answers like we came up with was like, oh, it only happens on cover songs and they end it at this time. So they don't have to pay as many royalties and blah, blah, blah. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that makes sense. But then you have it happen on songs that are theirs. And I'm like, why? why are we splitting this up? And that's right. kind of what's uh, kept me from ordering any of the LPs like the mm. that fish has been putting out because it's like, you know, you're going to get to a certain part of the jam and then you're just gonna have to flip the record over. Like, right. Like what? Like, yeah. Why? It's the irritating, uh, especially like if you're in it, it's like, right, right, right. Yeah. Boom, uh, there's got to flip it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not as much of a release uh when when the song releases you instead of uh your your brain within the song so <laughs> right if it just like, all of a sudden just ends and you're like 
Uh, yeah. I, that's always irritating too. Uh, like it's funny in the EDM scene because like uh, so your your brain releases dopamine if if it predicts something correct. Like so, it's confirmation bias is a huge thing with with dopamine receptors. Sure. Uh, it's like if you if you think your girlfriend's cheating on you and you find out that she indeed was. The I fact that you, that you, yeah, you knew it like that. Your brain's like, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, oh, uh. <laughs> but, uh, um, with the drop, that's why, that's why EDM is, is, is actually physically addictive because, mm-hmm. uh, the building, you know, you're already, you're, you're, you're keen on what's about to happen and right. then the drop happens. And, uh, so like people like jump on that and sometimes that happens in jams. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've like, you know, been in that vibe, just getting it. And then I'm like, uh, they stop or, or it transitions and I'm still in the energy of what had just happened. And I'm like, I have to look around. I'm like, no one saw that. Check my pockets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's happened to all of us. I mean, especially like with, you know, getting ripcorded. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, here and you're like, okay, this is about to go deep. And then next thing you know, you're fucking listening to farmhouse and you're like, did I? Yeah. Did, did I just black out and miss 20 minutes of something? What the fuck? My, my favorite ripcord that people, um, my, so my roommate, uh, uh, my old roommate used to run this, um, Instagram page called nitrous party. And, um, he really? is, I know uh, about nitrous party. Yeah. So, uh, man, he's the, the biggest jaded fish fan ever. You get to the show. And he's like, well, I guess I'm a fucking fish show. <laughs> and, uh, but he's a huge fan. Like he loves, right. it's just like, it's fun to talk trash. Right. And, uh, so um he hates backwards down the number line and uh just like so many other fans hate backwards down the number line oh he mm-hmm. recorded from that into this and i'm like okay give it two minutes yeah. and then uh, you look over and they're oh my friends and you're like yeah, yeah you hate this song dude speaking of that though um you know, you mentioned backwards down the number line and your friend hates that song. What is a fish song that you would be okay with never hearing again? Wingsuit. Wingsuit. 100%. I uh, actually, when they played in Charleston um, the second night, um, we got in this big, uh, just kind of uh, expressive, um, you know, just talking shit about the show because uh, the second set was just kind of lackluster mm-hmm. and uh, it was like the tour closer. And uh, they play wingsuit, and I just kept turning to my buddy who was behind me. He's one of my best friends, and I was just making fun of him because he's singing along with the song. And I'm just like, "Why do you like this? Like, this is awful." Mm-hmm. And uh, completely forgetting that he and I have gone to like four or five shows on the tour, and his two friends next to him, this was their only show. So me being like, "Oh, this show sucks!" Like I'm like, right. they're probably like, "Oh, great!" Like we got the one crappy show. Right. And, uh, but it was all during wingsuit. And then they came out with encore and played an incredible encore chalk dust reprise. And I think pebbles and marbles. And, uh, it's just really irritating that they think that they can just play a lackluster second set, play like a really good encore and de- expect us to forget that, you know, <laughs> dare like, you. Right. And I'm like, cool. Like, yeah, those four songs were amazing. And I really enjoyed that. But like, can we, that whole hour that you just wasted people me. don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> People, Dude, fish suit. fans definitely don't forget because they're, they're like, oh man, uh, this tweezer that we're listening to right now live is great, but uh, the one that I heard at this show 10 years ago, and you're like, cool, man, can we listen to the one we're at? Yeah, like, it's it's one of those things like you have to actively because I mean, I've had to learn this, and I assume like every other fan has had to 
you know, depending on how long you've seen them, it's like we all have these expectations, right? right? Like you catch one good show and you're like, oh my God. And then for whatever reason, like that becomes your standard, right? right? Every time I go see fish, it's going to be that or better. And it's right. like, mm, no, you got to really actively think like I'm here. This is what it is. Like, even if it's the worst show they've ever played in their life, like you're still seeing your favorite band right. play live. That's <laughs> you know? uh, my roommate says that um, uh, going going to a fish show is like is like uh, playing at the casino, except you win every time. That's really good. You might dude. not win the same amount of money, but you win every time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I uh, oh man, it's lost my train of thought. It's okay. It happens to me more than not. <laughs> um, what song would you like to see Fish cover? Okay. So uh, my personal uh, pleasure song would be uh, a Snake Farm by Ray Wiley Hubbard. Ray Wiley Hubbard. Yeah. Dude, let's go. I think um, me, me and my friends, I, uh, that's the song I always show everyone. And they're like, if they haven't heard it, they're like, oh, this is my favorite song now. Snake. And uh, so that one's great. Um, but I also think it would be awesome to hear them play uh, Gin and Juice by um, uh, Snoop Dogg, but in the style of the Gourds. The I, gourds. I, I, I've made a, a video that took off on, on TikTok once about uh, uh, me jamming to fish for the first time because of LimeWire. Yeah. So that whole... Like, and, pe- and people in the comments, too, they either get it or they don't. They're like, it's, it, this is a song by the Gorge. It's not fish. And I'm like, well, that's right. the whole bit. Everyone our age has been burned by that. Right. A hundred percent. I think... And so I really would like to hear them play an Oysterhead song. Um, Little Faces, they've teased. It's the only thing they've ever done from the Oysterhead catalog. They teased it once. That's it. I would like to hear Birthday Boys, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, or wield the spade. Um, I don't know if that really counts as a cover, but uh, yeah, it's a cover. It's not their song. And then uh, "Roses" by Outkast, I think, would be cool. But I think another band could probably do that better. Um, <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> uh, but my this okay. This is gonna sound off the wall and okay. crazy, but just trust me. Fish would destroy "Walking on the Sun" by Smash Mouth. Go back, listen to the song, and and know you know song. it's very kind of Santana esque, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. with like that like hip hop vibe, uh, like mixed in a little bit. Yeah. But as far as as how the song is is um how it's progressed, uh, and uh, how and like just the lyrical content too, um, I think it is you just add a little bit of goofy in there, change a few few words and lyrics, mm-hmm. it's it's full on crushing fish i throw I, a jam I, in there yeah i don't think all-star hits the same but uh uh walking on the sun you know yeah. 100%. Of- that is everyone that listens to this your homework after this is to go listen to that song tell me i'm wrong because i'm not you yeah. can tell me that but i'm not <laughs> i feel like i can hear it you know because like knowing the song yeah and then the way i mean like he is kind of the singer is like kind of rappy you know too and trade mm-hmm. you know is he a rapper or a singer? We don't know. But, uh, you know, he, he has that kind of same yeah. flow, I guess, sometimes. And uh, I, I, think, I think it would work really well. I can hear it. I can hear it. Um, I bet you don't expect that to be I did not. in this podcast. <laughs> I did not. But that's the reason I like talking to so many different people, you know, because, like, you hear some to where you're like, oh, oh, I never thought of that. And that's right. one of those. Like, 
my so i work with uh, filming concerts i work with a bunch of different bands and um um you know i've i even i don't know if i've mentioned this before but i've uh filmed 420 fest last year so i was able to film train Stasio band and, and oysterhead i was about um, to ask like what's like your like peak moment like your favorite band and i'm assuming that's it that you oh man my peak fish moment or no, like with you, like working, like the, oh, working, um, yeah, like the coolest band that you've got to. I cry film. my eyes out during Oysterhead. Did you? Um, and uh, man, I uh, I was really really hard trying to keep it together, but I think um, I think up to this point, that's probably been one of the best. Um, I also um, uh, done a lot of stuff with um, CBDB and uh, Pigeons playing ping pong. Okay. Uh, CBDB and PPPP. Um, but uh. <laughs> Both of those, um, they they each individual. I, I worked with a bunch of different bands, but e each individually, I have been filming either of them, and then just like forgot I was filming. You know, like just so engrossed in the moment of like the cameras, oh, like yeah. <laughs> um, and so that that's really great. I've filmed Humphreys a few times, but still, I I don't think I got that same like. You know, I was still aware of the moment, like oh my god, like I have to be on edge, but like. It's when you're like, see, like these guys are my friends at this point. So like, I'm just watching my friends play on stage and then, uh, Oh shoot. I gotta yeah. you know, do this <laughs> you're so, uh, in the front row. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, those, they have lended a lot of uh, great um, moments. Um, Pete pigeons playing ping pong. Um, I think would be second uh, after Oysterhead. Um, their Halloween run. They did uh, dead hot Sergeant peppers one of the best oh. concerts I've ever been to. Um, and then uh, they also on their new year's, uh, they did the electric Kool-Aid Asheville test, which, you know, has personal Clever. meaning to yeah. me. And so they let me be the, uh, they, I ran the misinformation booth um, and uh, I was the MC between sets. So, uh, Oh, that's cool. Um, you know, I would get on the mic uh, and be like, all right guys, uh, on the count of three, we're going to start singing happy birthday. And then I wouldn't say to who, so it gets to have birthday, dear, and the whole arena singing, but then it gets dead quiet for a no, second because no one knows what name. <laughs> and so everyone just dying laughing, you know. And yeah, that was a lot of fun. Not necessarily behind the camera, but as far as being a part of an event, um, they that's the whole. Th I, I, I try to explain this a lot to uh, a lot of the bands I work with. Um, and uh, what I was going to say earlier too, before I forget, was uh, I, I suggest too many covers to my friends' bands. I always feel bad, you know. They want oh. like, hey, what song you want to hear? of ours and yeah ah, well. but uh this. um but i always try to articulate that now the 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 music the realm of uh, of uh music has changed um a lot because of streaming and uh oh yeah you yeah. know people nowadays like the whole thing is like you you make a single after single or or an ep and you just blast it online over and over again it's very poppy now you know nowadays like that's like the huge uh, a lot of very synth synth kind of stylized pop with drops and things like that. And uh, mm -hmm. um, so I try to articulate to my friends that like um, the thing that sets bands like fish or the flaming lips or ween uh, apart from the other ones is people go to the show, but they leave wanting to go to the next one. And that's not necessarily always because of the music. There's something else involved, whether it's a new year's gag or the Halloween thing. And, uh, I feel like that is the thing that sets apart of uh, if bands don't have the financial backing to progress uh, without having to work other jobs, you know, um, then they have to do that extra thing, that X factor. Mm -hmm. And uh, Pigeons 
uh, obviously fish, uh, a lot of these bands, uh, Billy strings, um, they're, they're doing these things to where there is that little bit of extra. Right. And, uh, you go away from it thinking like, wow, that was a really great show skill wise, but also I want to go to the next one because what if they bring out a motorcycle on stage like they did tonight? Like what's going to happen? I need to see that, you know? And, um, so I think it is better to build a following than it is to be popular. And with that, it's how you build a following with all of these bands, you know, fish, you mentioned Billy strings, ween, there's an organic, aura that comes off there's not i mean sure like you add the gags and everything and like it's fun but it's you can tell with all of these bands like you can name off like a handful of them within the jam band scene and kind of even without the jam band scene because i wouldn't consider ween a jam band right right they definitely but, wouldn't <laughs> yeah no it's it's one of those things to where like you can tell if like someone's authentic i guess that's the better right. word organically authentic right and that's what as another layer of what brings people back. And I think, and I think the fandom uh, uh, within the jam scene uh, too is, um, you know, you're, you're 32. Uh, so you are probably more um, in tune with this kind of feeling than a lot of the 1.0 ers uh, but jam bands, it's just Pokemon for adults. <laughs> you know, you go out, you got to catch all the songs. Like, uh, you got your stats, you keep them. Umphreys and Fish do it better than anyone else as far as like stat collection. Mm -hmm. But, like, I mean, it's the, the whole cliche. Like, I'm surprised we haven't asked yet, but the show count, you know, and, yeah, oh, it's uh, things like that. And, uh, so that whole, um, thing is really cool because while you might go and collect pens or, or posters and stuff. Um, the jam scene also opens up this avenue where people are collecting moments, right? And, uh, and experience. And, um, you know, it's really cool to go see Beyonce play that set that's very choreographed that she's perfected for that one night. Mm -hmm. But uh, you've collected that single experience. You're not, you, you go back the second night, it's the same thing. Yep. But with, with the jam scene, you know, very much aware that it's like, I need to go to the next thing because I need to get the thing that I didn't get. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I really, 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 really enjoy that. Uh, maybe yeah. it's uh, I'm biased because I also enjoyed Pokemon, but no, uh, and that's a that's a really a clever way of putting it, especially for people you know our age. You yeah. know, like you get it if you did anything with Pokemon, Pokemon cards at all, like you know, like the collecting part, and and that is that is the point. You know, it's like I've tried throughout my life to explain, you know, to like family or friends that aren't into fish, you know, like you know, I get in mansplaining mode and I'm like, well, yeah, you're like, Oh, you've seen the same song, you know, 40 different times. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's different. It's not, mm -hmm. you know, this it's, yeah, they could play the same song for 10 shows in a row, but it's going to sound different every single time. Yeah. You're getting a moment in time that you, Oh, I was there, you yeah. know, I, I was in Bangor or, Oh, I was at the dicks. Thank you. Like you were there. You have that, like, boy scout badge or like the girl scout badge, right. whatever you know well, like, you have your so for me i my whole thing was uh there is older fans or well, fish fans in general can be very snobbish and uh uh have, so uh, my whole thing was uh i had seen two harpuas in my first seven shows oh wow so they would be like i've seen um i'm gonna do two shows of the new year's run so that'll be 31 um the last one will be 31 and then uh 31 shows that you've seen 
Total, yes. Okay, gotcha. Um, I've seen Umphreys the most. I've seen Umphreys 70 times. Wow. And uh, then uh, Fish, uh, I got into later. So, uh, sure. I'm, uh, I'm, and, and their tickets are a little expensive sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I, that was all my whole thing. It's like I'm talking to somebody that's just a jaded veteran. Like, oh, yeah, dude, I've been following him since 94. And, blah, blah. and I'm like, yeah, man, I got uh, two harpoons in my first seven shows. So, <laughs> I mean, I like white whale, that. right? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Not really my experience. Yeah. What are you chasing? Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that, uh, is there a certain song? It's obviously not Harpua. Is there a certain song that you are chasing? Got two. Um, okay. I, uh, three. I got three. Okay. Um, two that I haven't seen that I would really, really like to see. Um, and they both have, kind of have a high energy aesthetic of a Julius and Timber. Um, I would really like to see a timber opener and I would really like to see a Julius encore. I haven't gotten either of those yet. It's surprising. And, uh, you haven't gotten Julius though. Right. Um, well they had to make room for the Harpua. Yeah. But, <laughs> Double um, down on Harpua. But this, this is my dream. Okay. okay. And, uh, I, I'm sure no one else has thought of this. Um, and people, people vibe with it. I really, really would like to see a type two Iculus. Wow. That, yeah, that would be because you know they 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 always stop right there yeah. at the end. It's what if they big... just kept going? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and like people would be like, "Wait, this is different." And then and people I... forever would be like, "I was at the Type Two Iculus." Yeah, and to that point, you know, it's one of those things where I would have to like look, you know, like get on .net or something. It, I don't think that that's ever happened. Right? No, I I I, I don't think either. Um, I. We, my uh, ex-girlfriend at the time uh, was making a bunch of bracelets for a fish show that, that said stuff. And I said, type two Aculus. And she thought I was so stupid. <laughs> and then at the show, everyone was like, oh, my God. I was like, I never thought about that. We're going to get someone in the comments and be like, oh, they went type two. Technically, they went type two with Aculus in 98, yeah, yeah. This, this show. <laughs> there was a three-minute Aculus at this show that was, uh, you know, usually it's around two minutes and 50 seconds. But yeah. it was after 10. That's the thing I love about this podcast is like, I come in, you know, with like, you know, I, I have the fish companion and all that, and mm -hmm. I have access to the internet, like .net. I could very easily like fact check as we go through, but right. I always love, you know, you need a Jamie. I need a Jamie, man. Like right. just to pop I, up. I, I am. I will say that I'm very glad that Jamie is uh, kind of uh, getting more of uh, an agreeable. Uh, everyone kind of is like, all right, this guy's fine. Yeah, you know, like people like. I don't really respect Joe Rogan in a lot of ways, but uh, you have to have that guy that's fact checking the guy that's telling everyone the information, right? You know, arguably one of the most listened to voices in the world. A hundred percent. So, um, I think I think Joe Rogan uh, recently has done a lot of really bad of uh, just a headline reading. You know, he so you with with his is a lot more serious, but uh, then right. you get got a guy that's like actually you know. Maybe the article's yeah. about this. Um, so within that, you know, that is necessary and needed. Um, within the fish, Jamie, though, I feel like that might even get a little snobbish. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like lyrics actually uh, uh, make it a uh, troon for you. Um, it's not uh, true. So it's a, it's a made up word. Yeah, dude. And speaking of lyrics to fish, like as big of as a fan as I am that I consider myself like if you were to tell me to 
you pick any song and you're like, what are the lyrics to this song? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I could tell you maybe four words. Right. <laughs> so we have a friend that never knows the song for Umphreys. And uh, um, uh, there's a song, Bad Friday. Um, and so anytime he, oh, what song is this? No matter what it is, we're like, oh, it's Bad Friday. And uh, <laughs> you know, they could be like, all in time. Like, yeah, this is a, this <laughs> Bad Friday. Bad Friday. Um, but we, uh, I need to get a fish song with that. Uh, oh, it's, it's last tube, dude. You know, I got the first one and the yeah. second one, but then it's the last tube. The last, yeah, dude. Um, yeah, the lyrics, I mean, you know, speak, yeah, speaking of lyrics, I, uh, anyone that listens to this podcast, do not steal this from me. Be an awesome human and, uh, don't take this. Okay. But if okay. you tell anyone else, you know, credit me. <laughs> I, uh, if I were to ever meet Trey. Okay. Um, I would say something along the lines of, man, I feel like there's just so much I should say to you right now, but I've got a blank space where my mind should be. And I feel like you would really enjoy that and be a little different, you know, because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, as far as like musicians and actors, like, oh, you've done so much for my life and inspired mm-hmm. me in this way. It's like, that's really cool. But like, that's my life. All I do is talk about music and stuff. So right and it's i want to come at a way that that has never been done or said before so that it is memorable and 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 uh authentic exactly and it's one of those things to where they've met so many people because i've thought you know multiple times of like if i were to meet any not just trey like anyone in the band like what would i say would i just be like hey man really like your music hey man you know like would i fan i have no idea what i would do yeah. like just going straight for the hug you know like, yeah <laughs> i don't know but having that memorable moment me. yeah <laughs> can, can i be your friend can i have your phone number <laughs> i'll call text you, you later at the after party yeah <laughs> uh but yeah having that thing that sticks in their mind you know to be like oh that was good right. i haven't heard that one before because they've heard everything you mentioned you were watching you know between me and my mind and there's that part where he gets stopped on the street mm-hmm. dude's like hey man i've been you know, so I'm going to rehab right now or whatever he says, you know, like yeah. I've been sober for a week now. And Trey's like, oh, good. Like, yeah, we're filming right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, thanks, man. The uh, um, I guess the closest outside of that uh, SCAD story, the closest that I've gotten to interacting with either of them. Uh, we were about to film for Tab at 420 Fest and uh, I was walking to the catering tent. And I said goodbye to someone. And I was like, watch, I'm going to go run into Trey uh, with my mouth full. Mm-hmm. And uh, just said that offhandedly. Sure enough, walking up behind the stage, he's walking. We, I looked down, took a big bite out of the cereal bar that I had, uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal bar. Woke up, there he is. make eye contact. And he just nods. He gives me the, the old white man nod. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, wait. And so, but you know, granted, we're not going to go out of my way to, uh, when you're working, you sh- yeah. it's, it's, it's taboo. And, yeah. uh, so I, I wouldn't have approached him, uh, anyway, unless he approached me. Right. Um, so I already kind of had it in my mind that it wasn't going to happen, but then to be that close and just like, Ugh. and to call it beforehand. Right. Oh man. <laughs> well, I'm, as, as I said, my soul, I'm good at calling, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, um, and you may, you may know this, uh, Mike Gordon has the, the voicemail hotline. You can call Still? in. Um, yeah, up, up until at least last year. He might have stopped it this past tour. Um, but I called him uh, two, three years ago. Um, he, I still remember the, the voice mailbox was talking about uh, his different uh, f- types of um, non-dairy milk. 
uh he's like, i'm big oh, big on oat and stuff and then then you i get the chance it always ended with the voicemail box is full but yeah. then this time it wasn't and i like panicked for a second i didn't know what, what to say what but I, I asked say? him i asked him uh what uh what kind of uh, comedy he gravitated towards and um and so he said he was a big stephen wright fan um I don't know which stephen wright. have you seen uh half-baked yes he's the guy on the couch okay yeah <laughs> hilarious one-liner comedian um anybody that doesn't know stephen wright go on um youtube look up a compilation or uh there's also a compilation he was on craig ferguson all the time very his he, he talks like this and it's very slow but his delivery like he's so quick like quick-witted yeah. yeah his delivery is very slow but he's very quick-witted so like he's just like he snaps back you know uh, incredibly and uh, i think he's a, a big fish fan as well um, which I think that's really cool that they like, you know, cross pollinate there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Stephen Wright, um, number one, uh, comedian for Mike Gordon, um, huh. according to a conversation that. that he and I had through a voice mailbox. <laughs> so how, how does he, cause I, I was aware of the, the voicemail and I'd called it like one time and like listened to it and got the same thing, you know, it's full or whatever. How does he respond to that? So basically, um, my what 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 I I gather is that people leave voicemails and then um, uh, then after the voicemail box is full, then he goes listens to all the voicemails and then he re-records the outgoing voice message. So it's always uh, like, "Hello, you got Mike Gordon," and I'll call it right now. Let's see if it's okay. still going. Thank you for all of the years of calling the hotline. Thank you. This mailbox is full and cannot accept. Well, I guess it's over. <laughs> You're I welcome, Mike. <laughs> Damn, he said thank you. Not answering any more questions. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. That's it. Curtain, man, and sp- oh, yeah. Damn, and no, and not even with. Yeah, just a curtain. <laughs> Dude, so you're pretty quick witted too. That's good. Right. Yeah. Oh, that was, Girls that was tell me I'm quick all the time, and then I get upset. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Oh, we share that problem. Yeah. Um. So, what is before before we wrap up here? Out of the because you, you said with the New Year's, then then you're going to be at 31. So, what are you at right now? Like 29, 20, 29, 29. Mm-hmm. So, out of the 29 shows that you've seen, or you know, been on tour with, or you know, this could even be this is unique to you like with you working and filming these bands what is your favorite memory from tour whether that's at a fish show in the lot on the way to a show or even a show that you've recorded so uh we talked about the thank you encore and fairly right. well i had those in my um notes here um then Oysterhead. uh let's see okay so i'll have i have three little stories okay um, the first I think, um, is, is, uh, truly like the, the best moment for me personally, um, at a fish show that I've experienced. And I've done this like maybe three or four times now is bringing a friend to their first experience and being able to see that click moment mm-hmm. like that to me has been really, really cool. And so I've been able to experience that a, a few times. Um, one uh, awesome time was with my buddy, Nate, who just, hated on fish so much and then finally we we dragged him to a show 
And there's just that moment where you look over and he goes, whoa. And you're like, okay, we're in it. So I really, really enjoy that. I like, I like seeing people like they're like just that moment where it finally all comes together and you're like, I get it now. Mm -hmm. So that's been really great to experience externally. Right. Um, then, uh, so Trey played an acoustic show, um, in Athens, uh, Georgia. And, uh, my buddy who I'd met at the fairly well shows, um, he bought me a ticket and, uh, said, Hey, I want you to come with me to the show. And so there's, um, there's a pit area, uh, there's a VIP pit and then there's oh, was like five rows. And then, uh, the regular pit started after that. And, uh, so we're second row of the regular pit. And, um, I'm telling him this story about how, uh, I was at an Humphrey show before singing a seat and the lady came up and said, Hey, you're in this guy's seat. And I'm like, no, I'm second row. And she's like, no, you're in the VIP section. Look at the ticket moves me up as nice. I'm telling this story. These guys come up and they're like, you're in our seat. And uh, I'm like, no, uh, we are second row. And sure enough, same exact thing. <laughs> and uh, so they move us up to the VIP section. Probably the closest I'll ever be to Trey. This, I don't know if you can see that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this, this black is the one person's head in front of me. We we're dead center. That's and, awesome. Uh, so I don't know if you've seen a Trey acoustic show, but uh, no. one huge part of it is the storytelling. Mm -hmm. And he's a great storyteller. So uh, being in Athens, you know, he talks a little bit about widespread panic and Mikey and stuff mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, um, uh, Seacott. And he tells a story about um, pushing on uh, uh, push on till the day. And uh, e each little verse uh, or a little line in push on till the day is a small story, a true small, true story involving Seacott or Trey or the band uh, over the years. Yeah. And so like, he like even tells us this whole story about how um, uh, they're throwing the football with uh, one of the um, PAs and he ran into a pole uh, <laughs> trying to catch the football. And that's in the, in the lyrics. And um, so hearing that, story was really cool because he's breaking down a song but within that telling a story for each little part yeah and, uh, and i think i um oh no no between me and my mind hadn't come out yet at that point but um but that was really really cool because you could tell like fish gets a bad rap lyrically because people don't see the depth that's in a lot of it because i feel like too that if you're like a huge fan of like greek mythology when you're growing up and stuff like that like you're going to have an easier time kind of like assimilating yourself into the fish scene because they have all of these songs that are written within this world that they've built. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if you're not really dealing with that, then a lot of the songs, or if you're not uh, privy to that, then, uh, they seem goofy and they don't, they lack depth and whatever. But, and right. You know, but, but really I don't think that's the case. I think that that is a lot of stuff is very poignant and, uh, and written well, but then you also have these stories that are told and, and like really small snippets of them and you don't get the full story, but like he being able to hear that whole thing, um, you know, said right in front of you and you get a little bit of like the reality behind, uh, their, their true life. Cause everyone's like, Oh yeah. Like you feel like, you know, Trey, cause you've what been to, <laughs> you know, 40 shows and been, right. he's, he's, he's made eye contact with you in the pit. Like, yeah, he's done yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I think that was really cool being able to like hear that firsthand account and like get that, that, that backing of the songs. Um, and then my last one would be, um, so before they did a Baker's dozen, they did a four show, uh, mini tour and the last show being, uh, 
Pittsburgh. And I, can, I always refer to it as the tour closer. Mm-hmm. Like Baker's Dozen is his own thing. This is the tour closer. <laughs> you know, right. like, it's just four shows. I'm like, no, 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 yeah. tour closer. Uh-huh. And uh, so even within that, they were building up for the dozen. So they were still throwing out a bunch of stuff. And um, we snuck into the pit. Uh, it, it, you know, wear all black and walk with purpose. You can get into anywhere. Um, or a high vis va- jacket, you and your buddy carry a ladder. No yeah. one's going to question. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't suggest that. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, I think that that was really cool getting to get into the pit because that was like the closest I'd been at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, they played some bust outs and, uh, Mr. Completely was really, really cool. And I really enjoyed it. But then they played contact. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can probably tell I'm, I'm uh, in that kind of goofy way of uh, thinking and stuff. And again, contact is always funny when you show it to somebody and they're like, this song is what about tires? tires? What? <laughs> and then it gets to, you know, the that part where they like drop out into the bam, bam, bam. Yeah. And, uh, and it gets super funky and the keys come in. Bam, 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 bam. And like, so I've always just really, really loved that song. That and uh, Dinner in a Movie. I yep. like as far as Junta goes, my favorites. And uh, so seeing that live, I never in a million years thought that I was going to get that. And uh, so that was really, really special. Um, because too, I always have this moment where you just kind of have that out of body where you're thinking like you're, you're looking around what you're a part of. Mm-hmm. And then when you finally like take that moment to step outside of yourself, look around and see that you and 15,000 people are singing about tires and having the best time of your life. And you're like, this shouldn't exist how yeah. this is. Uh-huh. Like, I've never been a part of something to where it's just so goofy. And 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 like, with, like even with, with the, the new um, uh, drum pad that, that Fishman has, the yeah. and the coughing and stuff, like – they're doing a tweezer jam in the middle of it. Who's and people are, are screaming yeah. and having a great time. It's like, there's no reason that that 10,000 people should be on their feet cheering because some guy is playing a solo of coughing and farting. Like <laughs> what? How is that even possible? And then uh, not only that, but like, you know, I've, I, people are very, very critical of, of they, they break down everything, but like, oh, yeah, they played this song really good, but they messed up this section. I was like, but were you at the show? You're missing. Because when Trey yeah. messed up the lyrics to Fee, that was the loudest anyone cheered during that show. Yeah. If you're like, oh, he messed up. They are human. They're real. And right. then, like, I, I don't know. It's just funny to me that, like, some of the loudest moments that I've ever experienced at a fish show are when it's something entirely goofy or silly or a flub. Uh, a flub. Yeah. And, and like, and you- Trey even talked about that in uh, not between me and my mind, but bittersweet motel. There's mm-hmm. like that scene where like he's in the hotel room and like someone, so whoever's filming is like, you know, talking about a flub that they had the night before. And Trey's like, who, who said that? Who said that? Was it Brad? Was it Brad? He was like, I could give a shit less if we mess up the lyrics to Reba or if we yeah. miss the passage, you know, he's like, it's about like the moment, the feeling. Yeah. So that's Fuck been Brad. pretty good. <laughs> Fuck you, man. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I try to, uh, articulate that, uh, or convey that to my, my friends that are in bands too. Cause, um, I, so they get really 
down on themselves and hard on themselves. You're trying to like build something, you know, and then like, oh, I hit this wrong note in this band. I'm like, look, you're playing in front of all of your friends or people that you want to make your friends. Right. They're not going there. They might have criticism, but it's not going to be like negative in the way that like this, this, this is going to help you move forward. But if you mess up, like get to the point to where when you mess up that it, it it's, it's something to be celebrated. Right. You know, like, and, and it should be because uh, art is, is, you know, it, it's all different and then it's never perfect and everyone sees it different. And I think that uh, uh, fish really uh, shows that in a macro way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish more of uh, the smaller bands and, 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 and artists in general would, would see that nothing has to be perfect. And almost if it is perfect, it's almost worse in a way because it's hit that standard and, you know, there's right. no room for it to grow or to, to show off. It's, it's, uh, you know, notches in the armor, so to speak, you know, it's a hundred percent. And I want to, I want to clarify before I say this, because this is kind of like talking about being perfect. This is kind of what, where my mind went. Um, I love Umphreys. I love Umphreys. This is not a slight to Umphreys for everyone listening, but sometimes whenever I'm listening to Umphreys, or like even like when I'm at a show, it's almost like it's too perfect. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like I mean, it's so tight. It's so like the changes are like turn on a dime. Like there's I don't think I've ever heard them mess up. Right. And it's like so polished and perfect. And then like you have fish, you know, where like they come out and, you know, Trey's opening up a song and it's supposed to be a but it's, you know, he hits the wrong note or something. And yeah. it's kind of a flub and like sloppy and messy a little bit. There's something to that, like the. I think I think taking that risk too. Um, you know, when right. when people talk about jamming and uh, the whole type two, uh, mm-hmm. you know, way of things, um, I had a friend that would argue with me all the time about how, like, oh, this Mastodon or Mashuga is better because they can replicate the same solo over and over again every time. And there's something to say about perfection, sure. right? But. Uh, you know, it's not, there's no risk involved and there's no extra plane, you know? And, uh, Mm -hmm. so for a band like CBDB, uh, for example, they, uh, would go out of their way to have these jams that kind of would hit that type two realm. And, uh, Chris, the lead guitarist would just, he would try something and it never, and it wouldn't always work. Uh, but at the same time, I am, I feel as a viewer, as a listener, I feel uh, a closer connection uh, to the artist in that uh, with them being comfortable to take that risk in front of you, because they're like, there's, you know, that is that, that contract between you and, and that, that artist that like, Hey, like we're in this together. We're trying to do something that's never been done. And you, you know, I'm performing happens. for you, but yeah. like, you know, we're like, we're on a, we're in a car riding the uh, ride together, you know, like, yeah let's see how this goes and, and yeah. it could crash and burn, but Hey, we're having fun. Right. Exactly. And, uh, I think that, um, you know, like I said, there's something to be said about the perfection, but, uh, when, when you take that risk and try to do something different, it, it is a little bit more special. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that's why we all keep coming back. Cause you don't know what you're going to get. It's like a box of chocolates, right? Yeah. That's my second Forrest Gump reference in this episode <laughs> yeah people every time that people would come up to me and say something like that well so okay everywhere in the south people are like you're doing what you're walking oh, 
have you heard about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? <laughs> and then I got to the Midwest, and uh, they would be like, you're from the South? Have you heard this racist joke? And I'm like, ah. <laughs> and then I got to California, and they're like, oh, you too? Yeah, I got him last week. But the uh, people call me Forrest Gump all the time, and I was just like, I like I like to get people off their toes, you know? And uh, right, right. So people will be like, you're like Forrest Gump. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. You know, Forrest was a little bit special. <laughs> and uh, they'd be like, what? And I'm like, not to like, right, you know, right, degrade that community or anything. But right, like, no. But that is funny. It's like because you know he just felt like running, and uh, yeah. I just felt like felt walking. Like walking. And uh, so it is. It is a good comparison, and I feel like um, I wish I wish that there was a Forrest Gump movie um, for millennials because uh, Forrest Gump. And I think it actually says this on the back of the VHS box, but Forrest Gump is the personification of the experience of a generation. And if we had a character like that for millennials, that would be the incarnate, the personification of our experience. Um, you know, maybe there would be a, an opportunity to see a lot of this trauma and, uh, you know, negativity that we've experienced um, in a different light. Cause like a lot of those things that, that Forrest Gump uh, experiences, um, you know, he, he has that, that, that mind and brain to where like, you know, he's just a human experiencing this and everyone else is like, also experiencing it and but he he has that perspective of everything's good it's all good you know mm -hmm. and uh even when his mom you know he sees that positive and so you know we've had 9-11 and, and you know everything like 80 recessions and you know the housing market whatever you know millennials yeah. have not had it okay and right. don bluth uh i think uh in the 80s and early 90s had a lot of uh, movies where we were exposed to a lot of uh childhood trauma through the death of Littlefoot and lion king right. and, or uh, mufasa all this Right. We were set up from the beginning, but if yeah. we had, if we had our own Forrest Gump movie, then maybe we could, you know, rework those moments in our mind to see them in the positive light and the good that came out of different things and hardships that, you know, eventually progressed into uh, creating good humans and, and, and good things, you know, right. just because we've gone through some bad things doesn't mean we can't all be bad people, you know? Right. Or, yeah. Good people, bad people. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I got it. Dude, Shane, thank you for taking the time. I know I kind of reached. It felt like I like got you on like last minute. I know you said you were busy and everything, but thank you, for man. Taking I uh, the time. yeah, I'm glad it worked on. out. Um, because I've I've been super busy of late doing all the you know bunch of sports stuff, but then uh, football's almost over, so hopefully we'll be back into shooting concerts. Um, after all that's done and uh have a little more free time. Um, I don't really travel as much as I used to, uh, as far as, you know, shows go, Going but fish and Humphreys is who I travel for now. So, uh -huh. um, I really, really want to be able to get back into, I feel like I've lost a lot of, uh, momentum, uh, content wise. And I want to get back into having that free time to do things like this and, uh, and meet people yeah. like you and, uh, you know, really, uh, hone in on on this very very special uh community and and thing yeah. that uh, we can all appreciate and make fun of and have a good time with and yeah you know. dude and your social plug your socials real quick because i was even looking at your tiktok uh today before we started and i you know went to your page and i was like because your content is is great and i opened up your page and at first glance i was like why does he only have 138 followers? Mm. And then I saw the K next to it. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that makes more sense. 
Yeah, so plug your socials. Yeah, you, so I am uh, at Shane S. Nelson. One word, Shane Snelson. S-H-A-N-E-S-N-E-L-S-O-N. One word. Uh, and on all my socials. Um, I, I kind of, I don't know if I should do this or not, but I feel like I should. I've gained a lot of momentum with that account. So I don't know if I should start a, uh, uh, you know, fish only account or something. Uh, I know that Allie, uh, definitely, um, sneak Allie transitioning from personal to she, she gained a lot of momentum that way. So I've, I've been debating that, but, uh, I do have a, 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 a meme page, but I, it's a little bit more, uh, risque for some of the content. So I won't uh, say what it is. Won't but, plug uh, it. Okay. But if I'm you, sure if you've laughed at it. some memes recently, uh, probably me or one of my buddies so. <laughs> i'm sure uh, and i've it's funny because i've reached out to a few of the you know fish meme pages and uh the response that i've and it might i might have even talked to you in one, on one of them. Yeah. the response that i get is like or i guess the vibe that i get is a lot of these people are wanting to stay anonymous because right. they're like i would like to but well no. granted, a lot of them um also have merch stores mm -hmm. uh so I think that is one thing too, because uh, don't want to pull know, the curtain back all the way, <laughs> right? If you you God forbid you put a donut on something and then uh, they're like, "Hey, we own that," you know? Uh -huh. like, oh. Right? No, I but, get uh, it. I get it. Everybody, so I get it. My old roommate, um, he did a, a merch run where it was every single MLB baseball team logo, but a fish song. I've so seen those. that was really great. My I got the Iculus one. Um, I need to put the number two on the back, maybe. <laughs> We'll uh, <laughs> yeah, manifest it. Yeah, time two. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome, man. But yeah, thank you for taking the time. Uh, this has been a great episode. I think this is the longest episode I've ever done. Right. Uh, and uh, and, which... I, and every time you try to say goodbye, I keep, try to keep you on. It's no. one of my favorite games. <laughs> you like keep a phone call going. They're like, all right, well, I got to like, yo. So anyways. <laughs> no, you're fine, dude. I think that just goes to show like, you know, because some, you know, sometimes you know whether it's a podcast or just a conversation in general like you know you'll ask someone a question and, be, and they'll be like oh yeah yeah no that was cool mm -hmm. and you're like okay give me something here man like yeah. <laughs> we're two minutes in like <laughs> this is gonna be a long episode but but this i mean i think that goes to show like we haven't i mean it's you're super easy to talk to um and i would love to catch a show with you at some point yeah i'm not gonna make it to to new year's but maybe we'll see what um you know, this next summer tour looks like, and we'll kind of see if we're any of our shows are going to be the same ones and yeah. we'll catch a show together. And I, I'll start a podcast too and have you on if you Thank want you. to. Perfect. Big start game one. show. Big game show. Yeah. Okay. So my, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but essentially uh, kind of you got it I've, in the works. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, so we're actually next, well, not this week, but next week we're starting um, uh, to uh, renovate the, basement into um a studio space um for the show essentially what i want to do is build um a uh kind of like a game show um built around like a uh, filling out a bracket right uh and so you have march madness and uh you you, you select all the teams that you think you're gonna win you fill out your bracket right right so mine is uh apples to or the apples to oranges bracket so things that shouldn't necessarily be compared but they're all random and uh Actually, I, like I have one right here. Okay. So, like jet ski. What? Well, uh, this is weird doing it backwards. Jet ski versus the perfect ha haircut, or college football versus the cool side of the pillow. <laughs> Time machine before or MTV before reality television. Like, 
So it's just voting on which is the best thing. Uh, this one, you can see this bracket. Blech. Yeah, it's opposite. It's weird. Dogs won. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, just Dogs. seeing you hold that up gives me gives me major F Zappa 20 vibes. Frank <laughs> Zappa? No, like, you know, F Zappa. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so actually, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, the whole uh, uh, certain creators being, you know, kind of like a little uh, on edge and anxious about their content. Uh -huh. And someone said uh, that this person was like F Zappa 20 and they took it as like Frank Zappa. And then like, and rather than that, and I've, yeah. I've seen like one video, so I didn't even know who this guy was, but it was, it was meant to be a compliment and it was not received that way. Gotcha. Because yeah, no, if you don't know who he is, then it doesn't come off as uh right. And I've reached know. out to him like to get him on the podcast. So F Zappa 20, if you're, if you're listening, answer my DM, man, I want to get wanna you see on one here. of the, I think, Dude, but I love that premise for for a podcast. And yeah, I, I so would love essentially to be it would end too with, um, uh, you know, whatever is crowned the victor or whatever, or whoever is crowned the victor, you know, they'll get a little cash prize, or maybe we'll go thrift shopping and find something cool. Wicked. Um, and but but have they'll they'll fill out their bracket a week before, and then on Instagram I'll have everyone vote on their the bracket, so you can build a following there, and yeah. uh, then we stream on YouTube. And uh, dude, I love that. So, you know, the winner, um, essentially, if you fill out the bracket correctly to where you choose the right winner, that's like a golden snitch. Like, so okay. automatic win. Um, but outside of that, you know, each each round of the bracket is worth a certain number of points for for your correct answers. Um, Love that. And we'll and we'll go through the bracket, too. So instead of just being like, oh, you know, grandma's home cooking beats vacation day at the beach. Uh but we're going to talk, we're going to have them discuss that and, and right. argue how you, you know? got to that. Yeah. And then maybe we even do like, uh, you know, the, the, uh, bizarro, uh, version where it's like the worst thing, like, you know, so it's like John Wayne versus John Wayne Gacy, you know, like what, who wins that? Like, and then, but in earnest, you have to, uh, uh, defend your answer, you know? Right. Right. And so you don't have any episodes out yet. This is still in the conception phase. Right. So we okay. want to start, uh, shooting, uh, probably, uh, the goal is to have everything in place uh, and all the equipment uh, by just by New Year's, um, which we it's have pretty, pretty much everything except for like two cables, maybe. And okay. then uh, easy. start shooting in January or February. Yeah, man. Let me know when you get it going and you want to have me on. I would I would love to do that. It sounds, yeah, it's, sounds uh, like with this, this uh, StreamYard program, too. I can uh, this is, it seems really, really easy and simple. I think it would, um, would do really well. Yeah. And it's fairly cheap. Um, yeah, but it lets you, and you can have, I think, up to 10 people. Like, if you want to do it live, I think you can have mm -hmm. up to like 10 different people on and like live stream it on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, what, whatever. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool little, uh, thing here. We got to say goodbye to Mikey. She's not going to hear us, but. Yeah. And definitely want to plug funk your face again because yeah some of the best uh them and section 119 have some of the yeah. best uh fresh merch bye mikey what's what's sign language for bye just waving yeah <laughs> bye, she's out of, yeah she's like you guys and your band she's like golly i'm so glad i can't hear you right now <laughs> yeah i tell her all my secrets so because i know she's not gonna be able to tell anyone <laughs> yeah, dude, maybe because she's a dog 
Yeah, I do the same thing with my dog, too. Yeah, um, they say hey, dogs stole things, but she stole my heart. Oh, on that note, hey, don't uh, hop off here yet. I'm going to end this, and then we'll talk logistics on how this comes out and everything. Sounds Thank good. Thank you again for, for taking the time and coming on, man. It's, it's a great episode. Yeah. Okay.